Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it's the day before, I guess I should say twas the day before Christmas as we welcome you in. Merry Christmas, happy holidays from all of us here at VSIN and the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Got the Christmas sweater rocking as we head out to New England. Michael's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. He's spending some quality time with the family, but we'll get his plays for the Christmas Day games coming up in just a little bit. We head out to New England now and bring in my partner. It's going to be a contrarian. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be a contrarian Christmas, Josh Applebaum. How are you? It really is, Patrick. Merry Christmas Eve. Contrarian Christmas got off to a good start last night. How about the Tennessee Titans, Patrick? A play you and I uh, have, were talking about yesterday, texting about. I think it's really important, you know, looking at juice movement. And again, we talked about last night, you know, looking at, okay, public on the San Francisco 49ers. The ultimate buy low, sell high play where Niners are playing great. Titans have struggled. But what do we see with that number, Patrick? It opened pretty much minus three, three and a half. At one point, it got up to four went back down to three, but we are saying juice movement. This is really critical. It won't happen every time, but it gives you kind of a, you know, put your finger in the air and see where the wind's blowing. With that juice all the way, minus three, minus 115, we said, hey, don't bet the Titans early in the day. You're going to get the hook. You're going to get to three and a half. That's what happened. Yep. Uh, again, it didn't matter. They went outright, but I think following the juice, going contrarian, and looking at these dog systems, Patrick, these primetime dogs, uh, really great this year, 27 and 19 against the spread, 59%. And Shanahan, fade as a favorite. He's 13 and 24 ATS now, 35% as a favorite. But I'm feeling good, Patrick. Merry Christmas. Titans got us <laughs> off to a good start. <laughs> Joshua Applebaum. You know what I love? You just shot out of a cannon. You wasted no time getting into the analysis, and you almost said steam, my friend. Let me just say no a couple. Let me just say a couple. Yeah, Michael's coming on, so no S word. Let me say a couple of things. Uh, I know it's the holidays, but if you laid three and a half, regardless of outcome with San Francisco, you're getting coal in your stocking. And we're going to discuss why coming up. Up in just a little bit you can't lay the three and a half we told you the juice which is the indicator that's which way the wind is blowing remember standard juice is 110 during the show yesterday we jumped up to 120 125 on that 49ers three number that meant it was going to three and a half every book closed three and a half except one or two so that was yesterday we'll get into that game in just a little bit and some of the ramifications but i mentioned josh a little bit of a respite there's christmas chaos coming up tomorrow 
But today, as we welcome in everybody here, and again, whether you're spending Christmas and the holidays, we understand COVID has kind of jangled some of the plans this year. So whether you're alone, spending with time with friends and family, we welcome you in live programming all day here on VSIN. And Josh, it's, it's a day of reflection. You know, I was thinking when we went through COVID as a network and you and I were doing some of the betting shows and, and, and talking about sports betting and some of the principles, we often talked about reflection. We often talked about having a, a journal writing with you. If you're not taking account and if you're not keeping up, you're going to get lapped by the information. You have to understand your own tendencies to really win at a purpose that is, I mean, this pursuit is attritional. Uh, you know, a thousand cuts. That's why the hook on the three and a half last night is so important. Kind of repurpose it. If you're laying three and a half, you're giving money away in the long run, right? So if you're not, if you're not adhering to these some of these principles we talk about and just giving away half points and not keeping up with your own trends and your own tendencies. And that's what a day like today can be for a better. If you happen to be alone and not spending time with friends and family, it can be a day for reflection and looking through some of your bets over the last year, Josh. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Patrick. So I think one of the biggest things or easiest ways to kind of learn more about yourself as a better is make sure you're tracking your bets. This is something that I think a lot of people don't do enough of. And it's like, oh, I got to track my bets. What do I have to do? I got to put them in an Excel sheet. I got to use a pen and paper. Make it easy on yourself. There's a lot of apps out there where you can just put in your plays and track them. And it's not just, I think when we talk about tracking bets, it's like, oh, I want to know, am I up or am I down? Why do I have to track bets? I'll open up my, you know, my account here and just say, is it higher than yesterday? Then that's good. If it's lower, that's bad. But it's more about what you said, Patrick, learning about yourself as a better. So with no sweats today, which I'm sad, uh, Patrick, I, was, I really want to sweat the Hawaii you know, bowl game today. We don't have that, sadly. But I think you reflect on it. This is a little bit of a day where we don't have anything really to bet on. So go through your NFL bets so far and track your bets and say, wow, maybe you learned something like uh, strengths and weaknesses. That's the whole point of tracking your bets. Like, yep. OK, wow, I'm doing great. I'm hitting, you know, 56 percent of my spreads, but I'm only hitting, you know, 51 percent of my totals. OK, I'll lean on the spreads because that's what I'm good at. I'll put more time into totals because that's what I'm struggling at. So always track your bets. Keep a journal. Even if you don't bet on a game, as you said, Patrick, pen and paper, maybe you pick up on a little thing about, I don't know, a coaching tendency, a coach that goes for two. You're trying to be a scout, even if you're not betting on a game. But tracking your bets, simplest, easiest way to learn more about yourself. And also your individual tendencies. We're very conditional. We do things over and over and over. And I guarantee you, if you go through last this past year, I guarantee you a lot of you that are just getting into sports wagering are betting a ton of parlays and teasers. You go through the full year, you're not going to win. I'm sorry. And I understand teasing in the NFL is in vogue, and I understand a lot of people are into it, and you can profit. For the most part, just straight-up bets, just individual bets is going to win over the long run. As I mentioned, when I say attritional, you know, death by a thousand cuts. Like, you make money over the long run in sports betting. So if you're really interested in this pursuit, and those of you that are watching on Christmas Eve, VSIN, are really dogmatically <laughs> interested in this pursuit, you have to understand the concepts. And that's what Josh did a great job of, and still time for the stocking stuffer, the everything guide to sports betting. <laughs> Josh did a great job explaining that. Because sometimes we can just get lost in, hey, Tannehill uh, had a great scramble for 23 yards last night, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo had two picks where they should have been up 17. You can get into the actual nuts and bolts of the game and forget about the fundamentals of betting. And this is really an investment. So we really like to stress that, Josh and I. And there's nothing going on today. However, I would say if you check my phone and my degenerate friends, 
Gulfstream is running today, so you still have time. The pick five just went off at Gulfstream down in South Florida. It's a racetrack. You can still build a pick four ticket starting in race two, Josh, at Gulfstream. Yeah, so Patrick, you're going to just send me all your plays. I'm going to tail them okay. today because I need sweats. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're trying to make like a holiday dinner, me and Elise. Like there's a lot going on right now. I got a shovel. We got snow here, but I need some sweats overall. Patrick, one thing real quick that you mentioned. Also, like, you know, we want to be constructive. There's nothing to really bet on today. What you just said, shop for the best line. Today's a day where if you've been meaning to open up that second account, great you know, point. get more options, get more outs, which you do a great job of, ex of always explaining and stressing. Today's a day where it takes five minutes, 10 minutes, but go through that process. Add another book. At VEASAN, we got a, a bunch of great promos here to take advantage of, especially in the newsletter. But again, if you're betting through one book, you know, we'll say the same thing. Like, you're betting a lot of parlays. It's a handout to the book. But also, if you're only betting through one book, you're also really uh, making it hard on yourself because you have to play whatever number that book gives you. Use today to spend that. You've been waiting for 30 minutes to go open up that uh, second account, third account. Do it today. You'll be glad later because you'll get an extra half point, better juice. And it's if you've been meaning to do it, today's a good day to put that thing in. When you hear professional bettors saying have multiple outs, what they mean by that is have opportunities to get down the best number. And by doing so, what Josh just mentioned, opening up different accounts at different shops, remember, every shop's going to be a little bit different, whether it's juice, the actual number. These shops are very regional at times. You have to pay a tax in here in Las Vegas. If you're betting VGK, you're going to pay a tax out in Jersey if you're betting on the Giants and Jets. So you have to have multiple outs. And I also thought before we get Michael in here, Josh, a good time for reflection as far as home field in the NFL. Let's be very clear. The last two years have taught us that it doesn't exist. So for example, the road teams this year, just straight up on the road are 113, 108 and one. So plus, right? The ATS number for road teams this year, they're hitting almost 56%, Josh, 127, 97 and two. So road teams have profited and the unders this year, the unders that now with the under last night cashing on the standalone primetime game, Unders are a little bit over 56%. So two trends to note as we head into the meat of the end of the schedule into the postseason. Yeah, and one, one example, Patrick, that I'm looking at for tomorrow is the Indianapolis Colts. Now, what we've seen with the Colts, again, road team. You talk about these road dogs uh, doing great this year. They're 74 and 55 ATS, 57%. But also kind of incorporate maybe some line movement. Remember, with the Colts playing great right now, Arizona really struggling. We saw an immediate move toward the Colts tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow night's game, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Look at was Arizona laying four. Yep. Lines all the way down to one. So, again, this would be an angle of a road team with a line move in their favor. Another interesting thing, Patrick, since they started playing these Saturday games, which is kind of a, a, an aberrational type thing, they didn't always do it, but uh, these Saturday road teams, for whatever reason, it hasn't been an advantage to being at home, to your point of home field being overvalued. Um, so if you look at these Saturday uh, road teams the last decade, they're 29 and 16, 64%. So the Colts are a play that I'm looking at at a plus one. Uh, and again, we talk about teasers, but if you want to give yourself more wiggle room, you could take them up to seven. But Patrick, that's right up your alley here with the lack home field uh, and all these dog system matches with the Colts who are playing great. We'll get Michael's take, but that would be an example of a road team that I'm looking at this weekend. And you mentioned the look ahead. So let's take a step back and talk about closing line value. You often hear, and I know some betters in towns, they're sickos. They prefer to lose a bet than get the worst of the number. And what the worst of the number would indicate is 
if you could have caught four with the Colts and you're catching one by the time this game kicks off tomorrow, not good. Uh, but most, listen, 99% of you watching the program right now are going to be betting before the game starts, you know, that day, <laughs> minutes up to the game. You have to start planning ahead, and I think that's what this kind of uh, introspection and, and reflecting on the year, it, that'll teach you as well if you look at your book, if you look at your journal, that the further you get out, you're probably going to get better CLV. You're exactly right, Patrick. And again, you know, my point with my teaser there with the Colts is that to your point, they opened getting four. Now they're down to one. The other thing that kind of worries me, I like the Colts so much, but are they in that 49ers angle from yesterday? Because the Niners were playing great. Colts are playing great. Uh, Tennessee was struggling. The Cardinals are struggling. This line actually got to a pick or even minus one Colts. You have seen over the last 24 hours, it got back to Cardinals minus one. So they're yep. really contrarian. They're kind of showing this like it doesn't make sense, but they're taking in respected money. That's why you take them up to seven. Maybe you mitigate that risk a little bit. Well, you just nailed it. I mean, two teams going in opposite directions. The Colts one way. The Cardinals 0-2 over the last two. They just got blown out by the Lions. And metrically, both offensively and defensively, they've really taken a step back. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of that matchup, the Colts and Cards, and another one, of course, uh, in Green Bay on Christmas tomorrow with Michael Lombardi next right here. Merry Christmas. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the Lombardi line is brought to you by BetMGM and BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com or simply download the app. BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week got you covered. If you're in town here in Vegas, bring 
That's state-issued ID to any BetMGM property, and you're ready to bet within minutes. Got a gambling problem? It's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Josh Applebaum as well. And now a special treat, namesake. We head out to New England where the debate was on yesterday. Did Millie and Michael pick Nick and the crew because of record? Of course, Matt and the crew down in Carolina. But no, no, we have a brand new granddaughter, and that's the reason, Michael. Hello. Yeah, no no doubt. Hello. Happy, happy Christmas Eve to everybody. Hello, Josh. Hope all is well. Uh, yeah, no, this was this was a mandate from my oldest son that Millie had to come up here. So just following orders, Patrick, just following orders, making sure, you know, just kind of be compliant. And I'm sure I'll pay a dear price for this. There's no doubt. Hey, you're more compliant than a lot of these COVID regulations, which we'll get into. Wow. Hey, quickly, uh, drive in. Thought about you. I was listening to Frank Sinatra Christmas music on the way in. Nothing better, right? I mean, I mean it's, it's the be best, through man. The, all through the day today, through the house. There's nothing better. You know, Christmas Eve dinner is the best. And having Sinatra, Dean Martin in the background. I mean, I wish I could have been uh, at one of those Christmas specials. You can see them on YouTube. I mean, they had so much fun. They probably taped them in July, and yet they had a blast. It, it looked so good. It, it really it really is. And it's a great time of the year. Now, uh, speaking of presents, Jimmy G was handing out presents yesterday, just when you and I were going nuts about how great he had been playing. <laughs> and last night, the pick six, excuse me, the pick in the end zone. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a San Francisco team that should have been up 17 nothing, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, this was, uh, you know, Jimmy didn't play to the level that he needed to. We talked about it on the show. The way they lose that game is if he turned the ball over, and he did, especially in the red zone and the start of the second half. But I think there's a couple deeper issues. I mean, look, I'm not absolving Garoppolo whatsoever. He made poor decisions, which has been his trademark. I mean, this is one of the reasons why he can't seem to get over the hump and win the confidence of the fan base. He seems to have Kyle Shanahan's confidence at times, but not the 49er faithful. They're calling for Trey Lance today. But I, I think deeper issue was how do you allow A.J. Brown to have the kind of night he had? 174 yards. Let, let's be real clear here. Julio Jones isn't the same player he once was, mm. right? He had one catch for seven yards. But why, why and, and again, Garoppolo's not to be absolved, but allowing teams to convert third and eight or more. I mean, most teams on third or eight or more are looking at about 22%. The, 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 they were last night, they, they converted nine out of 16 third downs. They were nine for 14 at one point in that game, and they were all long, long third downs. Third and 23 convert, third and 18 convert, third and 10 convert. You know, and so, like, we can focus on Garoppolo, and certainly he deserves it. But let's focus on their inability defensively to take the one player they had to take out of the game. And if they do that, you know, the game's tied 17-17. For as bad as Garoppolo played, they got a chance, but yet they don't control Tannehill in the pocket, and they never took A.J. Brown out of the game. To me, as Belichick would often tell the team, you know, look, we deserve to lose. You know, this is we, we deserve this mess. We have to clean it up. Michael, it's great to see you. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. I wanted to get your take. Patrick and I were talking about the Colts and the Arizona Cardinals for tomorrow night. And really what I saw, a big move toward the Colts, little buyback now on Arizona. The look ahead was actually Arizona laying around four points. And as you and I were talking about earlier in the week, this thing was really trending toward hopping the fence and going to Colts minus one. It really did for a little bit. But over the last 24 hours, we've seen some buyback on Arizona. And to me, I like the Colts here, but I'm a little worried in kind of the same situation as last night. Like, am I just, you know, getting the low-hanging fruit with San Fran? Is Arizona really a really good buy-low play here? What are your thoughts on this matchup for tomorrow night? 
Well, I think this is, you know, the Cardinals have got to start to play better. They haven't played well. I think their quarterback has to play to the level, whether he's not healthy or whether it's, you know, the injury still affecting them, missing Hopkins. But they need to take a giant mother may I step forward. And they've got to force Carson Wentz to participate in this game. I think the Cardinals will come out and play much better. I always like to play a team to me that's coming off of two bad losses certainly the Rams game they moved the ball they just couldn't get it in the end zone they turned it over Murray hasn't played well you know I, I tell people all the time and last year he averaged 6.5 yards per attempt running the ball this year he's at 3.9 and so this is a huge game now I think this Colt defense you can move the football on them I think that we I think the Colts are a little bit over overvalued right now because of their great run that they had in Jonathan Taylor and we know the Cardinals are not a great run defense, but I do think the pressure is going to be on Wentz to make plays, and I think he'll turn this ball over. I I'm leaning towards the Cardinals in this game. I think it's it's a situation where the Cardinals can throw the football. You know, say the, one of the corners for the Colts is out for the game. Their offensive line is somewhat beat up for this game. The p perfect time is now. Michael, you nailed it. The Murray regression is real. I was taking a look this morning at his last four in particular, the last four games, and the regression is real. You know, it's interesting, metrically, both offensively and defensively, Hopkins out and Watt out, they've really regressed Arizona, missing those two players, respectively. Well, and, and I think it's the injury, to be to be honest with you, Patrick. I think Murray is his injury. He's had yep. a hard time overcoming it, and he's a little guy. And so we think of Murray as being this big guy, but yet he doesn't run. And we've said this on this program numerous times. There's a place in football for the little man. It's just not in front of the big man. And he got hurt last year with that shoulder injury. Remember, we saw him with the shoulder Absolutely. injury last year, and he kind of he declined. He was three and nine over the last 12 games of the season. And you know, one of those games was a hail mary pass to beat Buffalo. Mm -hmm. We've seen this. They've got a stop the bleeding right now they're playing at home they haven't played well at home all year really particularly so they lose to Carolina at home they lost to the Rams at home to me this is a game that they should go out there and they should play from in front and force Wentz to have to play you can move the ball on the Colts I mean look we saw the Patriots move the ball on them and they, and they can't turn it over the Colts have 31 forced turnovers this year. Murray can't turn the ball over. They have to protect the football. Josh, I'm going to jump in real quick just to give you guys an update here. Michael Lombardi uh, here on the Lombardi line. So the Saints have just signed Blake Bortles to back up Ian Book. Remember, Michael, it's going to be Ian Book most likely under center. Uh, news out of Detroit. Very unlikely Jared Goff plays this weekend. COVID. Yeah. Uh, Cole Beasley out. Gabriel D Davis out for the Bills. Josh Allen, the linebacker there with the Jags out. But the Two, the important ones we're looking at here, Michael, of course, that is Ian Book starting for the Saints, and it looks like Goff's going to be out for the Lions. Yeah, I mean, look, that line, I think they know the Goff was out for the Lions. That line went up to six and a half, and then all of a sudden it came back down to five and a half, and it's been between five and a half and six and a half. That line has been predicated on Goff not playing. I mean, the Saints line, it opened up the Saints were a, were a three-point favorite all the way through. It's flipped five and a half points now to where the Dolphins are favored. And this is going to be a tough matchup for, for, for the Saints, particularly as much as the Miami wants to blitz and attack a young quarterback, particularly their defense is going to have to make some plays. I mean, they're going to have to pitch another shutout against Tua in this game or create some turnovers, which Tua gave two last week, you know? So I think that's going to be, to me, I think the Buffalo one, Buffalo has a little bit more COVID than we think. I mean, we know Beasley's not going to pay Gabriel Davis. Emmanuel Sanders isn't healthy either. 
you know, and so there's a bunch of players up there. Plus, Deion Dawkins is on COVID, whether he comes back or not. I don't know how many players in Buffalo are vaccinated, and I think they're going to be – Gabriel Davis isn't, so he's definitely out for this game. That offensive line, which isn't good to begin with, is missing a lot of players, and I think that's going to be a problem. I could see this Patriot line starting to inch back up to where the Patriots might close at minus three for the game. Michael, I'm kind of right there with you. Can't wait to sweat this one Sunday. But in particular, I want to get your thoughts on that total. Remember, obviously, we saw that really low-scoring game because because of all the wind in Buffalo. This total opened around 43 and a half. I'm seeing it get down uh, some shops to around 43. It's going to be windy in New England. The weather's turning. It's feeling like winter here. It's going to be about 35 degrees. Not as much wind as Buffalo. But do you expect another lower-scoring game here? We look at these divisional unders. They're about 57% uh, historically the last decade or so. Do we get another low-scoring game, or are we surprised by maybe more offense than last time in Buffalo. Well, I definitely think we're going to see the Patriots throw the ball. I mean, the one thing about the Patriots this week, they, they have a whole game plan intact that they didn't use against them. Red zone game plan, passing game plan. They used all their runs. But look, the Patriots are about controlling the pace of the game. And I think the only way this gets over the total is if there's turnovers and Josh Allen or Mac Jones make some mistakes that cause some significant problems. So for me, I think there's no doubt that I would lean towards the under. But I, I think this is a game where you've got to be really careful about because the pace is so important to both these teams. You know, Buffalo, if they try to get in a shootout with all of these receivers, it's going to be really challenging. If A.J. Brown picks up another third and 11, I mean, he was just I mean, squatting. It was a 12-yard squat, pick up a, a third down. That was it. I mean, what, what was I he? I mean, why not put somebody over him and double him? Why not just say, okay, let's take him out? Julio Jones had one catch for seven yards. You know, that trade's going to go down as one of the worst Terrible. trades this year. You know, it's not very good, and so I think it's going to be a problem. I mean, I don't understand it. Look, Garoppolo deserves some of the blame, but but I think defensively, you know, you lost that game because you had a chance to capture the moment. You you did everything perfectly except for third down. You didn't have a good rush plan. They were able to double Bosa, take him out of the game, didn't put pressure on Tannehill on third down enough, and then you're 9 for 14 at the key points of the game, and they're converting third and longs. I mean, the 22% chance to convert a third along, and yet they're doing it I at mean, a 9-14 and 14 pace. You're right. 11 catches, 145, and a touchdown for A.J. Brown. But important catches, as you mentioned. Next up for the 49ers, they hope they host the Texans, so they should get to nine wins and get in. Tennessee's going to stay home and host the Dolphins. Well, it is Christmas Eve. How about a little Philadelphia soul when we come back, Michael Lombardi? I can't go for that. No can do go. coming up next right here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi line on Beeson featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, if you missed any part of the show, it- by the way, Lombardi Line, anywhere you get your podcast now, iHeart, Spotify, anything, you, you can find it's now Lombardi Line is a podcast, vston.com slash podcast for all of the shows. Uh, catch the replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule, vston.com slash podcast, beating the book with Gil Alexander, our market insights with Josh Apple on plus we got hardwood handicappers, JVT, the Lombardi Line, follow the money, coast to coast hoops and much, much more. Go to vston.com slash podcast. Okay, we got you back here on a Christmas Eve on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Josh Applebaum and Michael Lombardi here. We are going to get into, I can't go for that. Sometimes you take a look at the board, Michael, it can be overwhelming. So you just throw a couple games out. This is a little Philadelphia soul. We'll start with the Giants 
at the Eagles right now. I've got the Giants catching, what, 10 in Philly, Michael. Yeah. You know, this is a game where on paper it should be, a you know, the Giants beat them in the last game. Jalen Hurts played poorly, turned the ball over, and they were able to win 13-7, to kind of shut down the Eagle ground attack, uh, and then forced turnovers, and ultimately didn't do anything offensively with Daniel Jones in the game, but yet did enough to win. Now we have Jake Fromm going to be the starting quarterback. You know, they've seen enough of Mike Glennon, haven't we all? I mean, seriously, <laughs> haven't we all seen enough of Mike Glennon? Not sure Mrs. Glennon hasn't, but in all, all if you look over his career, he's he's financially supported his family extremely well. But this is one that I can't really get a grip on because you don't know what Jake Fromm's going to do to offensively. You don't know where he's going to be. You could you always say, well, he can't be worse than Glennon. Really? You know, because you don't understand the position changing the plays. I think we saw it. We saw it on Tuesday night when Ga when Garrett Gilbert came in the game. He looked good in the opening draft. Well, they run out of plays. You run out of things to run with a quarterback so young who doesn't have enough experience. So because of the uncertainty with the Giants, because I know they always play this a close game, and the Eagles, to me, are playing well, I can't go for this one. This, to me, is a John Oates play because I don't want anything to do with because I can't predict either side fully to make it seem like, okay, I'm going to lay the 10 easily. So that's why I put it in the John Oates play. Giants-Eagles, that's a John Oates play. No can do. Josh, what do you got? No can do. Yeah, so let's do the next one here, Michael. A game that I know everyone's really excited to sweat this weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. Uh, one of the grossest games of the week. If the draft was right now, Jags would get the number one pick. Jet Jets would get the number four pick. But, Michael, this one's been interesting. This opened at a lot of shops. You know, Jets only laying one and a half. It got all the way up to three. And then with all the COVID uh, concerns with the Jets, with Robert Salah testing positive, it got all the way down to a pick em. But now we're starting to see more money on the Jets back up to minus two. Uh, BetMGM, they're getting 55% of bets, but 77% of the money. Um, so I know this is a no-can-do, but uh, your, your take on this game. Then also, uh, any lean on Aiden Hutchinson going number one in the draft, Michael? I'm seeing a lot of books where he's kind of a – he's becoming like a minus 120, minus 130 favorite. Well, I'll start there. I, th I think the, his effort, his intensity, his consistency over the season – you know, as opposed to Thibodeau is way different. I think that's how you say his name, right, Patrick? Is that, am I right with Thibodeau. that? I mean, Thibodeau, right? I, I think that he takes too many plays off. I think there's inconsistency. He flashes with greatness, but he also flashes where, where is he? You know, where mm -hmm. is he? Is he playing today? Yep. And I think Hutchinson doesn't do that. And I think if you're going to spend and you have the top pick, you want somebody who's going to really dig in and play the best constantly all the time. So I could see why there's money moving in that direction. I, I could definitely see that. And, you know, Thibodeau's going to say all the right things and he's going to flash at the combine. He's going to do all the athletic things. But when it comes when it comes time to make the key critical plays, you know, there's a lot of plays that he takes off that are very disappointing for a guy with that much talent. Now, to get to this game, I, I, to me, I don't know how anybody can handicap this game with accuracy <laughs> besides the COVID, besides the COVID, right? Besides the unpredictability of who's playing, who's not playing. I mean, Jacksonville's offense can't score any points. Zach Wilson has been a disaster. He has no weapons in the game. You think Jacksonville's defense is going to play well? It's going to be a colder day. Will Jacksonville respond to the cold weather up in the Meadowlands? These are all the things that I don't like. There's no predictability. There's no way to say, okay, you know, and I know it's, almost, and in the contest, it's a pick em game. So if you're in the contest, all you have to do is say, who's going to win? I think that's the hardest question of all. Like, I, I don't know who's going to win the game. 
because I can make an offense. I think the one thing I've learned over doing this uh, handicapping and breaking teams down, it's hard to quantify bad. It's really hard to quantify bad. You know, you can quantify good, you can quantify great, but bad is really hard to quantify. And last week I blew it. I thought that Jacksonville, as bad as Houston has looked, I thought Jacksonville would muster some offense and they couldn't do anything. So maybe the second week that Urban's gone, they'll feel better. But to me, Patrick, this is this was a John Oates play probably seven weeks ago. <laughs> Jags, Jets, <laughs> that is a John Oates play. By the way, a little draft hack, Michael. If the Lions end up with the number one overall pick, put your money on the hometown kid in Aiden Hutchinson oh, no doubt. sticking in state. I mean, he fits the profile more than than you know Thibodeau does because he's going to play hard. He's going to give a thousand percent effort on every single play. Look, it matters. You know, it matters. It matters in your locker room. It matters that you know, like, look, Miles Garrett this weekend is going to try to go. He's got a pool groin. Do you know how hard it is for a pass rusher to rush with a pool groin? And he's going to try to give it a go. Credit to him. I don't know how he can be effective. You know, now he's going against a, a free agent left tackle or a late draft pick left tackle for the for the Packers. But the reality of it is it's, it's going to be ch- really hard. But at least he's willing to go. Thibodeau's got great talent. But against Utah, there's times where you can't find him in the tape. You know how hard it is to host a sports show with a pulled groin? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Broncos, I know. last one. You know one. how hard it is to, to be on a sports show with a, with a four-year-old running around the house? You know hey, is? that's called ambiance. That's, called, <laughs> uh, that's good ambiance. Uh, last one up, Broncos, Raiders. No can uh, do. You know, I mean, look, who has – I mean, between Mike Glennon and, and, and Drew Locke, who have I ripped more? I mean, it would be a toss-up, right? Like, it would be a toss-up for what quarterback I like least. Like, if we were playing pickup in the backyard on Christmas Day, you know, let's go out and play in the snow and have a game. I don't know if I would pick Lennon or Locke for that game. And so how do I even take part? I mean, they are professionals, Michael. I wouldn't pick them in that game. They, they would miss throws in that game. They would miss throws in that game, right? But how could I possibly pick either one of these games? Like, I don't trust, I don't trust Locke. I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater was playing, I got no problem playing Denver. I think Denver's the better team, although the Raiders are one are six and one against the Broncos. I mean, they have dominated this series. They have been the better team in and out. Now, that was with Gruden, but they have been the better team through and through. They've been able to score points of Vic Fangio's defense. They have done a really good job. So on one side, you lean Raiders. Okay, they have a history of playing really well. But on the other side, Denver's playing much better than they are at this time of the year. And then you factor in Drew Locke. And then I sit there and I look at it and I say, okay, just take Denver and ignore Drew Locke. And I'm saying, you're a hypocrite. If you take Drew Locke, you're a hypocrite. So I just said, you know what? The best thing I can do, my Christmas gift to Drew Locke and to Mike Lennon is to put those games in a John Oates category, a gift wrapped them under the tree. (laughs) Raiders Broncos, that is a John Oates play. Can do now. Are you lay out the day for us? Are you going to? Are you going to get into the basketball tomorrow? My gosh, the COVID situation basketball. in the no NBA chance. is no, just no, an I, absolute I mean, disaster. I mean, it's the G League. Why don't we just announce it as the G League? You know what we won't see? You know what we won't see? We will not. We will not have the NBA ratings as it compared to the NFL games on Sun on Saturday. We will not see that. No one will publish those because it's going to be a disaster. Who's watching the NBA right now? I mean, you know, the greatest the greatest center in the history of basketball, better than Wilt, better than Bill Russell. He lost to the Atlanta Hawks last night who were missing half their team. I mean, think about it. Oh, you mean Chubby? No, I mean, you know, he's the greatest player in the history of the sport. He lost to the he lost to the Hawks. You know, they were playing guys, they're getting guys off the they're getting guys off the street. 
come on, you, you're, you're, you're charging four, four, uh, full dollar for this? Uh, you know, I mean, do you think Michael Jordan would have lost to a, a bunch of players? I mean, to me, it's really living proof that I think the NBA is the fact that no matter how good your center is, you can't control the game. You know, for, I mean, a, Mi- just, for a Miami Heat fan, you're awfully fired up about that loss. In, in no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. My, you know, Miami had their troubles with Indiana last night as well. I mean, so I, I'm not trying to say I know it. I'm just saying I, I listened to all the Philly fans saying how, you know, how great Embiid <laughs> is. And I think he's great. But, you know, there's time and place. He's probably in the wrong era of basketball. He can't dominate the sport. I mean, it's obvious. He's on the court last night, and 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 he can't even win the game for him. That's hilarious. Michael, got one last one for you here, Michael. See if we can give our listeners a gift here. Offensive Player of the Year at BetMGM. It's a coin flip right now between Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. They're both minus 105. Taylor's your best rusher. You know, Coop's been your best wide receiver. Michael, at a pick em price, who do you lean Offensive Player of the Year, Cup uh, or I- Taylor? I, I think it's pretty clear it's Taylor. I think Taylor's, I mean, I think Cup's been sensational, but Cup relies on on a lot of things going in his favor. The quarterback has to play really well. Jonathan Taylor relies on breaking tackles, and he relies on his skill. I mean, there was nobody, Dante Hightower sitting in the hole in the last game, and he made that run. You know, so he does a lot more on his own than Cup can do. Hey, you better go tell Dominic he killed it. He nailed it this time. King Dominic, today. he's yeah, brilliant. I, I have him locked. He's in the basement. His, <laughs> his grandmother bribed him. Well, you got to let him. You can't be yeah. locking the grandchildren in the basement <laughs> on Christmas Eve. He's playing football down there. He's fine. He's happy. He's <laughs> Michael, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Michael. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. you. Lombardi Line, we're coming back with Cleveland Green Bay next here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Hey, you think that MGM's sleeping on Christmas? Nah, uh. 
They've got an offer on Christmas Day. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, any of the five tomorrow, NBA. If any team hits a three-pointer that day, you're going to win 200 bucks paid for in free bets. That's going to happen. It's a Christmas gift from BetMGM. you got to use the bonus code VEASAN200. Download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com. Again, that's the VEASAN200 bonus code. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older. New customer offer. If you do have a gambling issue, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Merry Christmas. Christmas Eve here on a, what are we sitting on, a Friday? It's wild how these days are just running into uh, one another. Josh Applebaum sitting in for Michael Lombardi. We just talked to Michael a few minutes ago. We're now going to talk to our colleague, Wes Reynolds. And yes, I am going to start off very cliche, okay? Because Wes is a renaissance man. So on a day where we get a little bit of a respite from betting on sports, what is Wes Reynolds doing today? And I'm going to ask you, favorite Christmas movie. Hi, Wes. Well, hi, Patrick. Uh, Well, what I'm doing, because look, we don't get days off during football season. So what I'm doing is I'll be hosting Odds On later this afternoon with Mike Palm down at Circus Sports. And, you know, going through uh, with my uh, partner to get our contest entries in for the NFL contest, kind of just a little bit outside the money. So it's kind of like we got to take a gamble and we got to make a move in terms of uh, going forward. And then, uh, uh, favorite Christmas story, and I'm going to go old school here. It is It's a Wonderful yes, Life. Yes, it is. That, that is the right answer. Yes. It, it's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. I think you've got to go with the classics. The classics get better with age. Great answer. And Wes Reynolds, of course, from Indiana, Indianapolis proper. Let's talk tomorrow. This is an exciting matchup for you. I know this. Indy, Arizona. Look ahead was four. You were catching it with Indy. You're now catching one. How do you feel about this just as a fan? And then let's get into the cap. Yeah, I, I think, look, the Colts have played very good football ever since they went 0-3 to start the season. You could argue that they should be 11-0 because they blew that game on Monday Night Football against Baltimore. They had a two-touchdown lead very early on against Tennessee. They lose that in overtime. They lost both those games in overtime. And then they lose to Tampa Bay. They were up double digits heading into the half three weeks ago, couldn't make it stand up. So this is a team big really realistically that could be on an 11 and 0 run and be the number one seed in the AFC and there was a reason I know people were surprised by it that they had the most pro bowlers of any team in the national football like you're looking eight and six it's like eh, they're like the five seed in the AFC how can they have the most pro bowlers but when you look at the names you realize that they were deserving however this is I think maybe where the train is getting awful loaded on the Colts right now like mm-hmm. everybody's kind of you know, the secret's out that this team's played really good football. And they beat New England on Saturday, a New England team that had won and covered seven in a row. So I think, like, this is kind of the time. Maybe they stub their toe a little bit. I think they're going into the playoffs, and I think that they're going to be heard from. And this AFC is wide open. There's several teams that could come out of there for the Super Bowl, and I think the Colts are one of them. But this is kind of by law in Arizona. Look ahead was five. It reopened two and a half. And there were even some shops, guys, that had the Colts briefly as one-point favorites. Now, every time they move to the favorite, that gets gobbled up on the dog being Arizona. And when we're at this point of the season, starting week 16, 
you do not see line movements that drastic mm -hmm. because these numbers are as tight as they could possibly be at this point in the season. We kind of have a good estimate of who these teams are. So when you see the movement like that, and it's because we had disparate results. Arizona no-showed in Detroit last week. They were pointing fingers, yelling at each other, heading into the locker room. But I'm going to buy low on Arizona, and I think – you may be able to even get pick them, or you might see Colts minus one again. So wait a little bit, I think, if you want to bet the Cardinals. Wes, it's great to see you. Great to hear from you. Merry Christmas, my man. And I'm kind of the same way. Like, I really like the Colts early in the week based on look at the early move in their direction. But I'm starting to get worried because, again, the, the Arizona Cardinals, Patrick and I were talking about it, they're in the same spot as the Texans, uh, the Titans last night where they're kind of the unpopular team who struggled, and that's when we typically want to buy low on them. So I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, I want to get your take, though, on that early game, Cleveland and the Green Bay Packers. This is one of the most lopsided games of the week. We have 70% of bets but 90% of money on the Green Bay Packers. So public play, maybe some respected money in terms of that bet first dollar discrepancy. But we did see a little movement toward the Browns. I mean, this game opened pretty much minus seven and a half. At one point, it was eight and a half down to seven and a half. Uh, are you willing to maybe buy low on Cleveland here? Or is it, hey, uh, you know, throw all that aside. It's Rodgers against the COVID banged up Cleveland team. Would this also be maybe a teaser play Packers down to minus one and a half? Yeah, and Josh, you mentioned the teaser. The Packers are going to be America's teaser play this week. Everybody's going to have <laughs> Green Bay down to like one, one and a half. And I can't really argue that, but I like the Browns here at seven and a half. It looks like Baker's going to be ready to go. Now, Baker has not been great of late because he has not been 100%. And I don't think Cleveland lost that game on Monday to the Raiders because of Nick Mullins. I think maybe some of the play calling it could have been a reason why they lost that game a little bit. But that's why I kind of like Cleveland here because it looks like Kevin Stefanski is going to be cleared to go. And he's the play caller. Even though he's the head coach, he's not the offensive coordinator, but he's the regular play caller and has the final say. So I think getting him back in a game that Cleveland absolutely needs at 7-7 seven and seven, backs against the wall now here in Week 16. So I thought seven in the hook was a little rich. I think Cleveland's going to get at least some of their guys back. Garrett and a couple other guys are questionable right now. But they, I think they're going to get a little bit friendlier COVID-19 report. It's already baked into the line that the Packers, now that they've clinched the NFC North and a playoff spot, that they're going to be playing for home field in the NFC. I think that's already baked into the number here at seven and a half. You still have a top six defense in the National Football League with the Cleveland Browns getting seven and a half points. So uh, I'm going to take the unpopular dog here. Okay, Wes, Pitt, KC, Pitt needs it, of course. You're looking at a total, open 46 and a half in Kansas City. It's down to 45. Where are you on this total? Yeah, I still like the under here, Patrick, at 45. And there's a couple 45 and a halves out there if you want to shop around. But realistically, what I was looking at, you look at what Pittsburgh did last week, and they did win, and you never apologize for the win in the National Football League, as I always say, but Pittsburgh against Tennessee last week, it was an absolute smoke and mirrors win. They were plus four in the turnover margin. The Pittsburgh Steelers had 168 total yards, 3.7 yards per play, which is an absolute paltry number. And I just think that this offense, they're, they're kind of back to their struggles again, but the defense is carrying them. And you got a defense that's going to play a Kansas City team that we don't know what their shape is going to be health-wise. We know that Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey have been in the COVID protocols. 
uh, Chris Jones on defense, who's been the absolute difference maker for this unit, as they've been one of the best defenses in the league over the last like month and a half. Once they got Melvin Ingram, who, oh, by the way, gets to face another former employer this week. He played the Chargers last week, mm-hmm. and then he played the Steelers this week. So double revenge there for Melvin Ingram against former bosses. Uh, we would all like to have that, I think, at some point in our life to get revenge <laughs> on former bosses. Careful. But- careful (laughs) exactly exactly but uh you know I I like Kansas City's defense I think their defensive line has been one of the best in football ever since they acquired Ingram for the outside and they moved Chris Jones back to the inside so I don't know how Pittsburgh is really going to score very many points in this game and I also think Pittsburgh's defense at least is going to keep it competitive so under 45 for me Wes, I think today a lot of betters with no action here are kind of looking at maybe some doing some homework, looking at some NFL futures. I read about all these futures odds on the Visa newsletter this morning, vsan.com slash newsletter. Ask Michael about the offensive player of the year. It's a coin flip between uh, Cooper Cup and Taylor. But I want to ask you about MVP. This is the other coin flip. We have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both plus 150 uh, for MVP here. But Brady's kind of on the downturn. He was a minus number last week. Rodgers is really rising right now. Rodgers has a higher QB rating, 110 versus 100 for Brady. Who are you going MVP? Are you going Rodgers? Are you buying low on Brady? Your thoughts on MVP? If it was my vote just as a voter, it would be Aaron Rodgers kind of by default. I almost have to give it to him because I think he's really made that team, I think, what is better than they are. But here's what you worry about a little bit, guys, with some of the voting on this award. We know uh, Aaron Rodgers has been in the news for for things he said Uh -uh. off the field on certain podcasts, (laughs) and it's like, You know, there are people that are human beings that vote on this stuff. And you look, and if you don't think that that plays a factor, Barry Bonds is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Kurt Schilling is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. For whatever reasons, linked to PEDs or political reasons or what have you. So a lot of these voters, they do let their personal judgment kind of cloud some things here. So that's why I'm a little lukewarm on Aaron Rodgers, even though he would get my vote for MVP, but I'm hoping Jonathan Taylor is kind of the dark horse, but now I think that everybody kind of knows about that, and it's going to be like the Heisman, I think, guys. Last man standing who plays in the biggest game at the end of the year is going to win this thing. It's a wonderful life. It reminds me of the quote from that movie, every time a ticket cashes, an angel gets his wings. (laughs) Wes Reynolds, good luck on Odds On. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Very okay, great. there he goes, Wes Reynolds. We're coming back. We're running the NFL board and getting ready for Christmas, those five games in the NBA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... 
right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. 500 dollars minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.